0: of truth tells us a different story amen hallelujah of all the voices calling out to me of all the voices calling out to you which voice are you going to choose to believe say this with me i will believe. believe i will listen and believe the voice of truth Glory to God. That voice tells you, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Jesus speaking in John chapter 16, verses 13 and 14 in the Amplified. He says this about the spirit of truth. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes. He will guide you into all the truth. The whole full truth. I would say that's absolute truth. How about you? For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatsoever he hears from the father. He will give the message that has been given to him and he'll do something with it. He will announce and declare to you the things that are to come. Things that will happen in the future. God will prepare you ahead of time. Verse 14 says, He will honor and glorify me because he will take of mine, receive, draw upon What is mine? And he will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. I desire above all things for the spirit of truth to reveal, to declare, to disclose, and transmit to me God's truth. Amen. God's truth. For that to happen, I've got to position myself. I've got to be in a position to hear and to obey. You know, the hope of this world is only found in Jesus. I love the scripture that says, hope thou in God. Abraham who against all natural hope believed in what? A supernatural hope. And when our hope, natural hope, falls short, there is a supernatural hope for you. Amen. And if you're looking to anything or anyone else to produce that kind of hope, your hope is going to be displaced. And you know what? You'll just be building on sinking sand. That sinking sand, it'll actually steal your hope. So you've got to be grounded, rooted, in the things of God, in the word of God, (coughs) in the truth. Amen? Amen? And so we need to be petitioning heaven in prayer for the spirit of truth. And that's what we did last week. And that's what we're continuing to do. It's to petition heaven for the spirit of truth. For that truth to be revealed to the hearts of men. And for mankind to receive it. Revelation is God's truth. God grants revelation. And that revelation is what empowers you to walk worthy of the Lord. You know, our nation, in our nation, we have lots of laws, don't we? And laws are good. And laws are right. And they give society a standard to live by. But you know what? That's what the Ten Commandments did. They gave us a standard to live by. And then they were dishonored. That standard, those commandments, were to honor God. <clears throat> Put Him first. Have no other gods before you. Those commandments said don't have idols. Don't dishonor God's name. Honor the Sabbath. Honor your parents. Honor authority. Honor your marriage. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't lie. And don't covet what is not yours. But see, the law in and of itself wasn't enough. And that's why Jesus came to redeem us from the law of sin and death. (coughs) Excuse me. And to give us power and dominion over that sin. God's words are living words. This book is not like any other book. Because the words in it are alive They're powerful They're full of life And when they get down inside the heart of a believer They'll transform your life Glory to God When you hear the voice of truth Jesus said this That the truth will set you free. He also said that if you continue in it, it's going to keep you free. Free from what? Free from whatever. Whatever name you want to put there. It'll keep you free. Free from fear. Free from strife. Free from striving in your own flesh. Free from the works of the flesh. Amen. Amen. And when you incline your heart, your ear can then hear. Your ear can hear as you incline your heart to his sayings. God gives you ears to hear. See, not only do you have natural ears. Thank you, Joe. But you have spiritual ears. Not only do you have natural eyes, but you have spiritual eyes. Amen. The word calls them the eyes of your heart. And God wants you to see some things and hear some things that you can't hear with your natural ears. Amen. That you can't see with your natural eyes. Amen. Amen. And so when you incline your heart and your here hears the voice of truth, then your heart becomes a believing heart. Yes. Yes. Why is that important? it's important because the gospel is the power of God to everyone that believes Amen. it's important because all things are possible Amen. to him that what believes believes you know when I'm sitting here you've heard me say this before but when I'm sitting here it doesn't matter who's in the pulpit or where I'm hearing the word I am inclining my heart to it I have a listening ear and I open my heart wide and I petition heaven for revelation and when you come And you do just that. God will speak to your heart. And he will show you what you need to know. He'll teach you what you need to learn. He'll lead you. He'll guide you into all the truth. And recently, Pastor Mark, as he was preaching, the Holy Spirit gave me revelation over a situation in my own life. And I won't go into details about that because you know what? We all have situations in our lives, right? It's part of earth life. But when the spirit of truth speaks to you, you get God's idea about it. You get God's thoughts about it so that you're not under it, but you're above it. You're above and not beneath, right? And that's a whole different position. When you're standing on it. And it's not standing on you. Amen. It can still be there. But you're above it. Hallelujah. And so that encouraged my heart. And it filled my heart with faith. Encouragement inspires courage. Courage to keep going. To keep believing. To keep standing. And having done all to stand, you stand therefore. Amen? Amen. And any time in this earth life that you do anything, really, anything bigger than your hand especially, you need this revelation. Amen? Of the spirit of truth. And so pastor was sharing passages of scripture and he was talking about how the children of israel really what had happened there is he uh, they allowed the world of their senses i'm paraphrasing to take over and when the world of your senses takes over you are no longer aware of god's presence And so he shared a scripture out of Psalms 78 verse 41 Where it talked about how the children of Israel turned back They turned back from their faith They turned back from believing And the word says that that tempted God And they limited the Holy One of Israel Now if you want to limit God from working in your life that's the way to do it turn back from your faith turn back from your believing but it goes on to say that they grieved him they grieved God Lord God forbid that we grieve you but they grieved God it says in the desert place and they did not remember his power that they had been miraculously delivered. Amen? Amen. They saw the power of God. They experienced it for themselves. But they came to a place that was a desert place. That means it was a barren place. That means it was a dry place. That means it was a place where things did not look like they were going to change. Where things didn't look possible. But you know what? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those are the places that you have to keep looking to him. And what happened to them is that they stopped looking up. The scripture talks about, look to the hills from which your help cometh. Of course, that represented the presence of God. The hills were where the presence of God, where Moses met with God. Amen. And so they stopped looking up. And that's where our help comes from. And when they stopped looking up, they lost their focus. And when you lose your focus, then you began seeking your own provision with the arm of your flesh. Isn't that what Abraham did with Isaac? Isaac. He started looking to his own hand to make that come to pass. And then we have Ishmael. A situation that wasn't God's best. It wasn't what God spoke to him. He was going to have a seed of promise. Amen? Right, right. Through Sarah. And so when you lose your focus, you lose your place. And those places that produce the supernatural in your life. Supernatural fruit. They they really produce the will of God for you. So don't lose focus. Amen? Amen. Keep your eyes fixed upon him. Don't draw back in faith. Don't look to the arm of the flesh. Don't look to what you can provide for yourself. Not provision of any kind. Amen but keep looking to God. And that's why pastor has us praying out of Ephesians, the Ephesians prayers in Ephesians one, we've been praying this. It says that this was a prayer that, that Paul prayed, you know, again, giving thanks to God, praying for the saints that they might have the spirit of wisdom, revelation in knowing him. That the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light. That they would be enlightened. That's talking about the eyes of the heart. That they would see with their spiritual eyes. That we would come to know what is the hope of our calling. His calling in us. For every season of life, God has a purpose for you. I visited with our dear, precious Thelma on Thursday. She's 95. And I got there to the um, facility. And I came and I said, how you doing? She goes, I'm doing good. I said, well, I said, what's going on? What are you doing? Tell me about it. She goes, I'm sitting here praying. Mm. I said, you know, Thelma, I said, you're a part of our church, Heart of the Bay And Heart of the Bay, part of the call on this church is to be a praying church. Mm -hmm. There's an anointing in this place Mm -hmm. to access heaven and to move heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That anointing's on you. Mm -hmm. And I told her, you know, God has purpose for you. At 95, she could, she's having a hard time getting out of her chair. But you know what? She's getting up in her spirit. And she's working for God. Amen. She's working in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And that is a purpose that God has for her now. That through all the years of experience of working, walking with God. She has great faith. Amen. Amen? Yeah. She has faith and she believes that he's going to do the impossible. Amen. And so he's using her. He also began to pray about, you know, us knowing what the riches of the glory of our inheritance is in the saints, in Christ. For us to know the exceeding greatness of his power that works in us. To know it. Not, not gnosis, but epinosis. Epinosis. The rhema of it. And then pastors had us praying out of Ephesians, that God would grant unto us out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened with all might. You have to have strength to walk in what you see. So strengthened with all might, reinforced with his mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit, God himself indwelling your most innermost being and personality. God wants to show up in your personality. That Christ, through faith, will actually dwell and settle down and abide and make his permanent home in our hearts. Amen? Amen. That we'll be able to have the power to apprehend and grasp with all the saints. You know, the experience of God's love. To experience it for yourself. God's goodness and God's love for you. It's okay to know God is love. That's a good thing. It's good to know that God loves your brother and your sister and the person sitting next to you. But you got to know that God loves you. And perfect love does what? It casts out fear. Because fear has torment. And that is the truth. And the spirit of truth will reveal that to you. Again, this is how we walk with God. This is how we um, possess intimacy with God. It's a drawing near to Him. A Corban where we draw near to His presence. Where we surrender and yield our lives, our will to the will of the Father. Where we just simply abandon ourselves. And every kingdom of our heart, you know, every light place in us, every dark place in us, you know, dark places are secret places that others can't see. And God is always working on all of us because we haven't arrived yet. And to him, even doubt is a dark place. Fear is a dark place. Sin is a dark place. Amen. And so this is called the process of sanctification. Mm. Where God sets you apart. Amen. And I find in my life it's sort of like an onion, you know. God just peels layers, those little layers. The the, the outer layer was kind of crusty before you get born again, you know. And that comes off. But then he delicately does a work by his spirit. And he takes that little... Skin that thin layer, and he he peels that back. And he's gentle, and he's merciful, and he doesn't just chop it in half, you know? That doesn't smell so good either. Uh (laughs) It makes you cry, too. (laughs) But he's gentle, and he just, a layer at a time, he deals with you about this, he deals with you about that, And in different places that we walk, we experience different things. So there's different kinds of layers that need to come off at different times. So as we just submit ourselves to him and say, Father, you know best. Remember that old program, Father Knows Best? He knows best. He knows just how to do it. He knows how to get us at that place. Now, many times what happens is it becomes like the game Tug of war, isn't that right, Janie? We were talking about this in, in the office the other day. Where would you come up, Raoul? And Charles, you come on up. <laughs> James, come on up. Or Jamar, either one of you. Come on, Jamar. You're trying to sneak away. You better come on up. So Jamar, i put you in the middle. And you take this arm, and you take this arm, and you know, uh, uh, there's the Spirit of God that's, you know, pulling on you this way. But over here, there's other things, things of the world, that begin to pull on you. And sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? It feels like, oh Lord, you feel like you're riding the fence. But that's no good. That's no good. Not at all. It shouldn't be a tug of war. But you know, even Jesus had a tug of war. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? It says that he went there and his soul was exceedingly sorrowful. He was vexed. It even goes on to say that, you know, his soul was so exceedingly sorrowful, it was even unto death. Many times people want to take another way out. It's not that they don't want to live. It's that they don't want to feel the pain anymore. And he was so tormented in his soul for what he was about to face that it says even unto death. I'm sure the enemy lied to him about another way out. I mean, we know that he was tempted in the wilderness that way. But you know, he gave us a clue on how to overcome that. He said to watch and to do what? To To pray. To keep your spiritual eyes on. Not just your natural eyes. He wasn't talking about your natural eyes. He was talking about the eyes of your heart. To watch in the spirit. To watch in prayer. And when you begin to pray. And you enter into a spirit of prayer. The Holy Spirit through you. Begins to pray out mysteries. And you'll begin to get. Things in your heart. That God needs you to get. Concerning your present and your future. Amen. Amen. He wants you to get it more than you want to get it. But you have to position yourself for it. And when you do, it's powerful. Because God is more powerful than any force uh, that's in the world today. And he's got a hold of you. God's got a hold of you. And he's not going to let let you you go. go. Amen. Yeah, He's hallelujah. not going to let you go. Hallelujah. You just need to shake it off. Amen. Yeah. Glory yeah. to God. Yeah, hallelujah. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. But Jesus says you got to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Temptation to doubt. Temptation to turn back. Amen. Yeah. Temptation to let your faith go. But you got to watch and you got to pray. You know, praying is a two-way street. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And sometimes people just come to petition heaven for things or come about their situation and they leave so quickly because they don't sit in the presence of God and wait for God to speak back to you. And sometimes people say, well, I don't know how to hear God speaking to me. What is that God speaking to me? Well, sometimes he just brings enlightenment that we just talked about praying about to your heart. And you just know that you know what he's saying to you. He'll use a scripture. He'll use a word. He'll come down on it with his presence. And, you know, the presence of God is such a, an, an amazing thing. God is present everywhere, yes. isn't he? Yes. But you know the difference between God being present everywhere and you knowing it? Mm-hmm. That's called God's manifested presence. Amen. And in God's manifested presence, that's when you hear from him. That's when he speaks to you. Amen? Amen. It's when you are receptive to his presence. And you can be more receptive or less receptive. And the more you practice his presence and allow him to speak to you, it increases greater and greater. Amen. You have more awareness of it. Yep. You can tangibly sense it. Amen. You know, when you come into worship, when you get in the word, when you get into prayer, don't you have more awareness of his presence you're more receptive to it but you can also also diminish it by neglecting it so you've got to practice his presence and come into his presence and allow his presence to transform you remember moses getting in the presence of god he was transformed Saul on the road to Damascus, he was transformed and became Paul. Amen? Amen? God wants to turn you into another man. Yes. A superman. A superwoman. A superhero yes. that yes. does supernatural things. Amen? Amen. And so you gotta become acquainted with our supernatural God Amen. through spending time with him. Yes. Now again, that whole um, idea of just waiting and not being in a hurry. Yeah. Say you're reading your scripture, mm-hmm. you're, you're going through the word. Don't just word to ex- read to extract information. Mm-hmm. Information is good, and there's times of study, and God will speak to you there, and He'll teach you things there. But then there's time of meditation, say yes. lot, time. Where you come and you pause and you just think about what God is saying to you, to you. And in that Selah time, he might have his presence come down on one word. And that one word will leap off the page and leap into your heart and it will be life. And so don't move quickly past that. Sit there, pause, take your time. And allow him to minister what he wants to say to you. And revelation knowledge will come. Enlightenment will come. Faith will come. Strength will come. And you'll get up from that place and you'll be equipped to go out and to do what God has called you to do, to face what you've got to face today. Amen. When God's presence comes down and manifest, there's no longer a striving in the flesh. The things of this world do grow strangely dim. Pastor talked about a man called Demas. Demas was an associate of Paul who was in the ministry with him. And he warned them to be diligent about staying in God's presence and finishing your course. He was actually talking about that. He was ready to depart. He was ready to give his life. Amen. Amen. And he said, be diligent to finish your course, to keep the faith. Amen. 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 Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. And hearing by the word. It comes by hearing the voice of truth. When there's so many other voices calling out to you, calling for your attention. But the voice of truth. It'll tell you a different story. Amen. 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 Ooh, Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Thank God for it. Yes. I mean, if you spend too much time watching TV, you're going to be a depressed person. That's right. Some of this stuff Amen. that's, you know, going on in this earth today, yeah. it'll pull on you like that tug of war. Yeah. But you got to cut it off. Yeah. You got to pluck it out. Yeah. Some people you got to cut off. Some things you got to yeah. cut off. Yeah. Because the anointing is precious. And you must protect it. And you protect it by protecting God's presence in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Now Demas, he didn't fulfill his course. Because he sa- it says that he loved the things of this world. It doesn't say what things th- those things were. But it says that he left because he loved the things of this world. Now, that's a heart condition, if you ask me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, people want to legislate all kinds of things. But you cannot legislate the heart. That's right. And so, what happened was, he hardened his heart when the voice of God spoke to him. Mm. And he, th- he said, you know what, I want to do it this way. He, he yielded himself to the voice of reason. You got to be careful about that. Some things might even make sense to your head. But what's God saying to you when you're in his presence? Amen. Amen. And so we see in that situation that he wanted to do what brought him pleasure. What he thought would make him happy. And the Bible says that that's pride. Mm -hmm. When you think you know more than God, that's pride. And God resists the proud. He says, you got to resist the devil. and He's going to, that pride's going to leave you. That thinking you know what to do all the time (laughs) and to do it your way, that's going to leave you. And you're going to get a higher thought. The thought of, and God is so diverse. He has so many ways of doing things. He doesn't have just one way. And so because he did not yield himself And surrender his will to the will of the Father. God says that he resists the proud. But God had grace for him to turn. God has grace for you to turn. You know, when you find out that you're at a crossroads, crossroads are places where you need to make decisions. And you're at a crossroad. Don't lean to the voice of reasoning. Don't lean to the counsel of just anybody. Amen? Amen? But I'm telling you, submit yourself to God. Get in His presence and ask Him yes. to minister the right direction to you. Because that's a crossroads. And you have crossroads that are major crossroads in your life where there's major decisions to be made. Yes. And then some that are, that are not so much so. But there's still decisions to be made. And if you find that you've taken the wrong step you take, first it starts with a step, you know, yes. the first step, and it leads to the wrong direction. Right. And if you find you're going the wrong direction, what do you do? You turn. turn around. You turn, turn around. around. Yeah. You turn around. Yes. It's just that simple. Turn around. Yeah. Don't yeah. camp over here. Right. Don't live on that street. It's a dead end street. Yeah. It's a dead end street. Yeah. Right. Turn around. Hallelujah. And God's grace is there to help you turn around. No matter where, no matter how far down you've gone, God's grace is there to lift you up and to help you. Set you above the miry murk. Amen. Put your feet on solid ground. Glory to God. On the rock that doesn't roll. Hallelujah. And the rains came and the winds and the storms and beat upon the house. But the house stood because it was founded on the rock. So there's many crossroads in life. And you got to stop and you got to get direction from the Holy Ghost, yes. from the voice of truth, from the Spirit of God, from the Word of God. And the Word and the Spirit always agree, amen? amen. The Word of God is the will of God. Yes. And faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, what is your will in this? Yes. I don't want to lean to my own understanding. I want to acknowledge you in all my ways, in all my decisions, in all the direction and steps that I take. Hallelujah. And when I acknowledge you, you're going to direct my path. You said so. Stand upon it. Believe for it. Contend for it. It's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, going back to, uh, we're going to close in just a second, but going back to Matthew 26 in the message version where Jesus is um, admonishing them to watch and pray, it says this, it says, stay alert, be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. It says there is a part of you that is eager and ready for anything in God. Amen. Amen. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. (laughs) So we've got to press through those places. Amen. Amen. Because we all feel them in the flesh. And we got to say, oh, no, I'm not going to be lazy about the things of God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to make sure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit. That I'm walking in line with the word of God. And I can't do this in my own strength. I cannot. Even if I want to. Even if I desire to. I cannot do it in my own strength. But here's the good news. Philippians 2.13 says. It's not in your own strength. For it is God all the while effectually at work. He's working in you, working in you, working in you, working in you. Peeling that onion. Amen. He's energizing and creating in you. He's a creator and he creates in you both the power. That's the ability and the desire. That's the want to. Amen. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure, his satisfaction And until he's delighted. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I choose to listen and obey the spirit of truth. You know, sanctification again is a setting apart. And I love the scripture that talks about how the God of peace himself will sanctify you through and through. Positionally, you're sanctified. You're justified by faith. But you know what? There's a process of walking out your sanctification. And it says through and through. That's a process. Amen? Amen. Separating you from profane things. Making you pure. Holy. Consecrated to God. And may your whole spirit. Soul. Soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ and you know what else it says god is faithful he's faithful who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy and he will also do it he will keep you amen do you want to be kept Then don't harden your heart when the voice of truth speaks to you. Amen. Surrender at all, all things of this earth. Amen. Amen. Just make a decision one issue at a time. Lord, I'm turning off the distractions. Of this age and i'm entering into my prayer closet and i'm entering into that place where i pull myself away from the pull of this world That's what fasting is all about fasting isn't to get god to change his hand faith is what moves god's hand Amen, but fasting conditions you to hear from god It puts you in a place where you have a hearing ear And God wants you to walk there. You were created to walk in his presence, to live in his presence, to have your abode with him. And when you have your abode with him, oh, hallelujah, there's nothing this side of heaven that is more glorious than to have fellowship. Oh, with the Holy Ghost, with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We just give you praise for this word tonight. And we let it take root and settle down on the inside of us. And we are determined that we're going to listen and hear from the voice of truth. And another voice we will not follow. For we are your sheep and we know your voice and we follow your voice. And you lead us and guide us into green pastures beside still waters you restore our soul and surely goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life amen yeah. glory to god hallelujah he that dwells in the secret place of the most high you got to be dwelling and abiding in God. And then what happens is the promise says, then you will sit under his shadow. And you'll have protection. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We just give you praise. Let's just lift our hands. Let's just praise him. I just want to ask as we are just praising God, if there is anybody here in the sound of my voice that has never received jesus as their lord and savior i'm going to invite you to boldly come on down and receive the life of god receive the gift of god the gift of eternal life anyone here want to receive jesus come on down well if you need prayer afterwards we're going to be here to pray with you to stand with you to believe with you amen But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to receive our offering. And we're going to be like that little boy that came up to Jesus that had those two fish and those five loaves of bread. And he was looking at a multitude and Jesus was just looking and he saw that little boy's faith. And when he saw that little boy's faith and little boy gave freely to Jesus. Jesus did something He multiplied The fishes and the loaves And he'll multiply your seed sown Amen And he'll see to it That not only do you have more than enough To meet your needs But you'll be furnished So that you can give Unto every good work I love this place Don't you love this place? Hallelujah Let's just bless the house of God the work of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're giving um, cash and you would like a receipt for your giving, if you would just raise your hand, the ushers will come by and give you an envelope. Of course, there's many ways you can give. You can give by writing a check. You can give again by cash or credit card. You can give online or you can text. Hallelujah. I know a lot of you are doing that. But you know, no matter what you do, Give from your heart and give in faith and God is going to bless it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Pastor Tom.